What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Eat a Pear. So in my previous episode, we were talking about this study that was done on some monkeys. Um, if you haven't heard that episode yet, go ahead and, you know, go back before listening to this one so that you'll know what the hell we are talking about. Because, yeah, it's crazy. Crazy ass, crazy craziness of some crazy ass shit. So um, I just want to say thank you to everybody who support me and um, my energy is off a little bit today y'all I just I've been it's Thanksgiving um, weekend and you know I mean you know Thanksgiving was Thursday and my mom it's the one year that my mom isn't here so I'm a little off today and yeah you can hear it in my voice I know you can. So, but I want to do this podcast, y'all. I can finally, I think today I can get it done. So we're going to work on it. So yeah, I lost my mom um, November 27th of last year, 2021. Um, and it was a terrible, terrible day. I mean, it was a terrible few months once she went into the hospital too. So yeah, I miss my mom a lot. And um I just want to say, keep your head up to anybody who else is missing some family members that, you know, around holiday season, I've always heard people say like around the holiday season is when it's the hardest when um, you lose family. And uh, I, you know, I heard it and I understood it, but now I'm a part of it and it really is. It's hard, y'all. It's really hard um, during the holiday season. So keep your head up. And um, just share the memories, talk about them out loud. Don't hold it in. Don't, don't, um, I, I can't even tell you what to do because it's really hard for me. Like, I, I, I would rather hold it in, you know. Um, some people can talk about it and, you know, I mean, I could talk about it, but I don't want to talk about it with everybody. Because some people just don't feel the way you feel, you know, and they just, they look at it as another person that has passed away. They look at it as just, you know, some memories that, oh, remember that one time? Meanwhile, you're looking at it like, wow, I'm never having another time again. You know, you just, it just depends, you know, and I, I'm one of them people that, I only want to talk to the people that I know I can talk to. I don't want to talk to everybody. So if you're one of those people, you know, just do what's best for you and um, keep your head up. And, um, yeah, I love you. If ain't nobody told you today, I love you. All right, y'all. So let's get into this podcast. Okay. So the man who did the study on the monkeys, his name is Harry Harlow. His name is Harry Harlow. He did the study on the monkeys. Now I found out that they did a similar study on some babies. Okay. And so, I mean, it, it can't get no worse than what I've already told y'all. But basically, they did the study on babies from World War II. So during the World War II is when they was doing the study. <clears throat> Excuse me. During World War II is when they was doing the study. And so babies that were, you know, abandoned or their parents got locked up those were the babies that they were studying. So the babies who went to an orphanage and then there was some babies that went with their parents to the prison. 
So what I learned about this um, study was the reason that when you have a baby and they put the baby right out of your belly onto your chest, like skin to skin, that's what this study is from. Like the result of this study is the reason we do skin to skin at the hospital. Ain't that crazy? Never even, I mean... To me, it just makes sense. You know, you want to put the baby on your chest because, you know, duh, like it's a connection thing. Like you literally have this connection with your child. Like I used to, this is a funny story, y'all. So I had this, have you ever had a Furby? Nigga, I had a fucking Furby. And let me tell y'all what the, man, I was so pissed this this Christmas. When I was a little girl and I got a Furby and my brother, I couldn't get the box open. So my brother opened it and I couldn't, I was young. So I couldn't figure out how to like get it going, you know, but for some reason, and this is weird in a way, for some reason, when he opened and started the Furby, the Furby always kept saying Dada because it recognized that he was a boy. Is that true? Now that I'm older, I wonder if that's true. Did y'all have that? Because I was told that whatever the Furby sees when it first opens its eyes is what it will com- continue to say, like mama or dada. So if it opens it, if you open it and you a boy, it was going to say dada. But if you open it, it was a girl, it was going to say mama. So but mine kept saying dada and I couldn't change it. <laughs> Nigga, I hope, I hope, I don't know. I really hope that that's true because if my brother pranked me after all these years and I'm finding out that that shit was just cause he pranked me, I'm going to be pissed. I'm going to be pissed. Cause I like low key threw that joint in the bottom of my toy box after I kept messing with it, trying to figure out how to change it from dad, dad to mama. Cause like, nigga, no, I'm mama. <laughs> y'all, y'all tell me if y'all had a Furby. Okay. All right. Let, let me, okay. I just wanted to say that cause that's like the same thing with the, um, with the skin to skin. So, you know, you put the baby on your chest so that the, the baby recognizes on the outside who you are. Cause in the inside they know, you know, this is mommy, this, this is my home. And so that's what this study was the results of. This is why they do skin to skin at hospitals now. All right, y'all. So the study was done in the 1940s by a Hungarian, he was a Hungarian psychiatrist. And his name was Renee Spitz. So if y'all want to look him up, his name is Renee Spitz. Um, I will tell you this. They got videos, they got pictures and all of that online. If you look this up, um, Renee Spitz, if you look it up, you will see some videos and stuff. I did not look at the videos because nigga, no, hell no. Like, I get it, you know, it was research and, you know, if you into that, I, you, you know, you can go, but I'm not, I refuse. So in 1940s is when it was done. That was during the war, World II. And um, the reason that they were doing it, it says uh, systematically, to show more systematically that social interaction with other humans are essential for children's development. So they were saying like having the kid isolated and only being in the orphanage room like they basically didn't let the little kids interact with each other and so those kids had problems with like development 
and so much so that they eventually died. So because they didn't have any interaction with their, with, you know, with other people, they basically, that's sad as fuck (laughs) y'all. I'm reliving what I wrote, what I read. And, um, yeah, so basically they had the babies in the cribs and, um, it's crazy because, like, they were in the room with other babies, but they wouldn't let them play together because they were studying them. They wanted to see what it was like to have a baby completely isolated, you know, completely just by themselves as an infant. And the result was death. Being without your family or being without your parents, really you know, is a result like that. Like if you a baby, you know, you can't be, well, they, so the lady, they, okay. They said that the babies was in the orphanage and they were taken care of by a nurse, but they weren't, you know, able to be like cuddled and you know how we do with our babies. They weren't able to do that. They didn't have that. You know, they kind of just let them, you know, they feed them. And then put them back in their crib and walk away. Damn. That's so sad. That's so sad, y'all. Oh, them poor babies. I feel like I'm about to cry. That's so, so sad. So, yeah, that's what the study was. And then they studied the, um, I got to move past that because that's sad as fuck. So then they studied the other babies who were, who were in the, um, prisons. And so they survived because, They were, you know, with their moms and they were with the prison staff all day, every day, you know, and um, that's why they were able to survive is because they had they had love. They they were being taken care of. And um, like I said, the the study was all about in in a in essence, it was about love and how not having love. What can it do if you aren't loved by, you know, I'm saying your parent because at an infant age, I guess you could still be loved by someone, but that technically would be your parent because you a baby, right? It's still, it, it will technically be your parent. I guess you would call it a caregiver, but that's your parent. So without love, um, yeah, from a, wow, at a baby, as a baby, without love, you could, you could, you could have died. So yeah, hug your parents, yo. I hate when people tell people to stop cuddling their babies. Like, put that baby down. You're going to spoil that baby. Don't hold the baby too long. And like, but why? You know what I'm saying? Like, why can't I cuddle and hold on to my baby? Like, you cannot spoil an infant. You cannot spoil a baby. Y'all, let it go. You cannot spoil a baby. I don't care what you tell me. I don't care if you have proven that you can spoil a baby. I don't care. I'm still going to hold and cuddle my baby. Now, don't get me wrong. I will put my baby down when I'm ready to, you know what I'm saying? Mommy got to have a life too. But I just can't stand when people, it's like, they just, it's one way to say it, you know, like, oh, put the baby down, girl. Go, you know what I'm saying? Go take a shower. Like, relax. Don't be holding the baby all day. That's one thing. But like, you just saying it because I'm spoiling or like, like, like it's a, like it's a bad thing. You know, I can't stand that. And this, this study really makes me 
that much more mad when I hear people say, put the baby down. Because if you're not being loved, apparently, if you know, if you're not being cuddled enough and loved enough, you know, the results are devastating. That shit crazy. Like, I wonder if, um, I wonder if they even like gave them a blanket. Because remember, they had the puppy pad. The, the monkeys had the puppy pad. And so that's why the other ones were able, like, they had the one monkeys with nothing, and then they had the monkeys with the puppy pad. So I wonder if that's why they, I mean, I know that's why they survived, because they had the puppy pad. But I wonder if they gave these infants at least blankets. Ooh. Ooh. Sorry, I had to take my keys off my chest. <sighs> What if they didn't even give them babies blankets, y'all? Ugh. The imagery, y'all. The imagery. So sad. So, you know, I just want to say love your parents because, you know, what if it wasn't, I mean, what if that's the reason you're here? Your parents loved you enough to cuddle you and love on you while you were an infant. Ain't that crazy? That's just, that. yeah. Love on your parents, yo, for real. All right, y'all, so what I was going to say, I remember what I was going to say. Some of the kids survived, okay? Some of the kids survived, which, let me go ahead and tell you now, they still ended up dying, but... The ones that did survive, they only survived because after five months, they let them hang with other little babies. And I feel like it's probably because they were so tired of hearing them babies crying that they was like, you know, come here. Like, you know, let me, I got to make him a bottle. And I got to make him a bottle. I got to make her a bottle. So you just going to come with me. You know, I feel like it was that type of thing. I don't think they actually let them, you know, sleep together We'll cuddle each other but that's what they said in the book they said after five months they let the little babies you know after they would still isolate them you know so they but they would let them play together or be together for a little while and then take them back into isolation those babies they grew up and they you know by age one or you know however old they were able to like you know function but they still wasn't, they wasn't talking or they couldn't walk well, you know, or they didn't know how to like play right. You know what I'm saying? They would be overly aggressive, you know? So they survived, but they didn't survive, you know, like mentally, they probably was not there. You know what I mean? And so Honestly, that part was messing with me because I'm a I'm a parent that I don't like my babies being out of my sight. So in a way, I have my kids isolated. You know, I was thinking like I mean, in a way, I kind of got my kids isolated and like I hope they don't grow up and be, you know, unable to play right. You know, but then I was like, fuck that. That shit ain't got shit to do with me. My babies are not isolated. We still have family come over. We still play. And if they are, 
without other kids. They play with me. We roll around on the floor and, you know what I'm saying? I play with them all the time. We talk all the time. You know what I'm saying? I cuddle them all the time. So I'm, I don't think that that shit is who I am, but it was bothering me. I was like, damn, am I, am I fucking up my kid? You know, I was like, I was really in my head about it for a second. But if you are that type of parent, I just want to tell you that you're not, you know what I'm saying? You're just protecting your kid, especially nowadays. Like the world is so scary. The world is so messed up. Kids are just, kids are so different now from when I was growing up. You know what I'm saying? And just the kid that I think kids should be, they're not like that. You know, they don't like playing with toys and, you know, jumping off beds and I don't know. They just, they, they not how kids, I think kids should be. So yeah. Anyway, fuck that shit. You good girl. If you want to keep your baby away from other crazy ass babies, then do it. (laughs) All right, y'all let me go ahead. Okay. So that was the study, y'all. The babies, the shit is sad as fuck. Um, Renee Spitz, you can look him up. Like I say, you can look at the videos and stuff if you want to. I don't recommend it, but you can if you want to. Um, Renee Spitz, it was done in the 1940s um, in the World War II era. So wherever that World War II was at is where they were at. Um, they weren't, you know, like in America or anything. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so yeah, let me go ahead. Okay. So now I want to tell you about this other little story or other little baby story that I was reading about. So this little boy, his name is little Albert. We don't know his real name. They call him little Albert because probably they don't want, you know, people to know that they did this to this little boy. Yes. So little Albert he was in this study with um, a guy named John B. Watson, a little boy. Let me tell you how old he was. He was nine months old, girl. Nine months old. That's a baby, baby. You know what I mean? Like not walking or possibly, but probably not walking, baby. Um, there's a picture of him in the book. And um, it's it's a very, uh, it's actually... Um, frightening the picture is very frightening so I'm gonna gonna describe the picture the dude doctor doctor or he's not a doctor his name is John B. Watson and his assistant Rosalind Rayner did the study on a little boy nine-month-old Albert and the picture is showing the guy John B. Watson he leaning over on it looks like they on the floor so they sitting on the floor he leaning over to like leaning over in the little boy face with a uh it looks like a clown mask, if you ask me, but it's actually a Santa Claus mask. He got a Santa Claus mask on his face and the little boy is fucking terrified. Yes, that is what I'm seeing right now. So I'm probably going to share the picture with y'all so y'all can see it too. Um, but yeah, so John B. Watson and his assistant, Rosalind Rayner, did the study on a nine-month-old baby And basically they were trying to figure out phobias and how they work. So what they did was they gave little Albert a mouse and let him play with it. He was having a good time. He wasn't scared. And, um, you know, he was chilling. Next thing you know, without any warning, Mr. John B. Watson takes a hammer and a bong. I forgot what it's called. It was like a 
a, a fucking loud ass thing and banged it over the little baby's head while he was playing with the mouse scared the shit out of this baby scared the hell out of this baby and then proceeded to do it seven times over and over so what they did was they would give him the mouse bang that loud ass noise scare the shit out of him and look at him then they'll you know let him calm down give him the little mouse again bang the fucking noise and scare that baby the fuck again over and over and over to the point that the little boy was just afraid to even see a mouse like he was just afraid of mice at that point because he was putting two and two together like okay if i see this mouse a fucking creepy ass man gonna come and bang some loud ass noise over my damn head that was the study they wanted to know what he would do what would happen and to the point where the little boy is now afraid of mice that's it that's it so not only was he afraid of mice he was afraid of the Santa Claus mask. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure the little baby probably scared of Santa Claus now too. But they were like trying to distinguish it as like he was afraid of the hair that Santa Claus was wearing. That nigga didn't give a damn about that Santa Claus hair. That's what they said in the book. They were like he was afraid of the doc, uh, Mr. Watson's hair and the Santa Claus hair mask. Like the, the hair on the mask. Fuck no. He was scared of Mr. Watson because Mr. Watson was going to bang that loud ass fucking hammer over the top of his damn head and scared the shit out of him. Nine months old, y'all. A nine month old infant. And it says the mom took him out of the study after a month of being in the study. A month? Ma'am? A month. So you mean to tell me you sitting there watching there, sitting there watching them do this to your baby. And she was probably the one, like, after he would cry, the baby probably would go over to her and, like, you know, be calm, like, calm him down. Like, isn't that some CPS shit? Like, that's some CPS shit. That's probably why we don't know his name. That's probably why she left after a month. She probably was like, okay, let me get the fuck out of here because I'm about to go to jail if I keep letting them torture my damn baby. And I'm watching it. And I wonder, like, okay, a month, was he there all day, every day? Or did he leave and come back? Like, I hope he left and came back, at least. But even then, he probably went home and had crazy nightmares. Like, he probably was so, like, just torture. That was torture. And I'm going to share the picture with y'all because the picture just makes it even worse. When you see this picture, you're going to be like, wow, they really, wow. That poor goddamn baby, poor little Albert. Mm. So, yeah, the acquisition of fear is what they were. They titled it the acquisition of fear. And um, his name is Little Albert. The dude's name was John B. Watson. His assistant's name was Renee. I mean, Rosalind Rayner. So if y'all want to look them up, go ahead and look it up. I wonder they probably got videos of that, too, on the Internet. I don't know how y'all can deal with that. But if you want to, you can look at that. And um, yeah, so that's really all I got for y'all today. You know, um, I'm going to keep doing these studies because this is crazy. This is just so interesting. The next one I think I want to do is um, it looks like they got something in here about like how 
social media and stuff like that affects us. Mm-hmm. So y'all niggas, I'm about to fucking read that shit and fuck y'all up. Y'all niggas gonna be like, I need to get off of Instagram. So <laughs> I'm about to deactivate my Instagram for about a month, head ass. Watch. I can't wait. I'm gonna fuck y'all up. So, but yeah. Leave me some comments, y'all. I love that y'all interacted with me. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for being with me on this journey. I want to apologize for my last podcast because I, a lot of people said they ain't notice it, but my microphone was messed up. So some stuff y'all ain't hear me even say. And um, I'm about to, I'm gonna post a, another podcast that I did with Anje, and the microphone was really messed up in the beginning. But if you keep listening, it doesn't mess up anymore. And the episode was very informative. So I almost didn't want to post it because it was that messed up. But then I was like, it's just so good. That episode is so good. So I'm going to post that before I go into um, another psychology joint. And um, yeah, I love y'all. I'll see y'all later. Bye.